Welcome back to the next episode of the Dudes and Drinks podcast. This episode is gonna be juicy. We've got talk about gods, new chimeras, notable NPCs, and wizards in the city. Stay tuned. This is a fun one. I'm really, I'm really excited to create the sub, the uh, chimera wizard subclass and the chimera ranger subclass. I think those will be really cool to mess around and play with. I feel like the chimera ranger one would be almost close, like pushing the fighter cavalier. Well, I was thinking more like the beastmaster ranger. Why not both? Yeah, like like a mix of the two. Where we're like where like like you you gain a lot of benefits from being with like your mount pretty much. Mm-hmm. We all know Cavalier sucks too, so. So like being able to tweak it a little bit with the Camaro would be yeah. nice. Yeah. Like inst- instead of just any horse, the, the instead wizard of just like any horse of the Cavalier, like it would have to be your Camaro mount. Yeah, I'd say either way could yeah. go really well. Um, but I think one of like the important themes of it is working with your chimera because like beastmaster ranger you have your pet but you don't actually like do anything with it it just kind of like does its own thing and you command it as a bonus action really boring cavalier literally doesn't matter what you're riding it's all about you the fighter yeah so so i I think we should definitely design it in a way that makes it so it's like it's really important that you are like within a certain range or within a certain capability of your your chimera at all times Absolutely. so you actually fight together rather than a side thought summon you know Mm-hmm. we'll get into yep. that a bit more in one of our next episodes but um so yeah. uh, where are we on our list now let's Brad? talk about a little bit more about the wizards and the chimeric creation okay yeah so we we're kind of talking about how they're created initially as like some like fucked up ritual uh, and eventually they're you know reproduced later using some sort of like like biogenesis shit uh, yeah, like using like stem cell research and stuff yep. like that once they have kind of like the genome down. So whenever these guys were initially created, right, they were kind of created as like a defense mechanism for the city uh, by the wizards. Uh, who, who was creating these? So I would say uh, at the time of their creation, the city's wizard college was probably, you know, established. You know, uh, maybe it was like new and then it you know started to become like more established and that's whenever they started to branch out into, like, Chimera shit. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, the actual process of creating these creatures, it's a little bit of a mixture of necromancy and transmutation. Because you're imbuing, you're changing, one, the transmutation, you're changing the form of the creatures, and you're kind of switching them around. And the necromancy, because you're literally breathing life into them. I think that makes total sense. You're here. Um... So I think I and I think the initial researchers that were initially looking into this were probably a combination of necromancers and transmutation wizards, and um, this kind of created that kind of chimera researcher mm-hmm. school eventually. I agree totally. Cool. Yeah, I don't really think there's too much else we can cover about the wizards and the chimeras unless we. I, I'm going to start going to the subclass building mode if we do anymore, because I'm thinking we're kind of pushing the limits of that one. Unless you want to talk more about um, other specifics. but uh, no, I mean, any, anything more specific than that is probably better suited for a Wizard College episode. Cool. Or, yeah, Wizard College or the subclass episode. Or both. Why not hey, both? can we give a name to the Wizard College? Can we do that yeah. now? So whenever yeah, I put good. it in the wiki, I can yeah. reference it properly? 
Yeah. So, I mean, we can pull the, the Skyrim route and just call it the College of Jinstire, but I don't like that. Um, so, is it just a wizard's college, or is it also an organi- organization of wizards that... Um, so, it's not just for training new wizards, but it's also kind of an organization of wizards that do their own thing? I'd say it's, it's primarily research-based. Uh, and the college oh, yeah. supports the individual wizards to go off and do their own uh, wizardy shit. So if we were to compare this to the real world, um, it's not very much like undergrad type stuff, but more like graduate level work uh, where people are actually expected to go and like do research and shit. The, okay. the college cool. of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you're off the show. like how we hit dan off uh <laughs> off our campaigns and uh our uh, table manager. maybe we could name it after the founder uh but we kind of did that with armor yeah. um I mean, it's it's a common theme so when the when the when the college was created what was its primary like focus like was it just to for wizards to do research have a source of funding and be able to share their findings with each other yeah so it was almost certainly funded by the city yeah but okay. then they transitioned into the Chimera shit. So I, I kind of have like this thought in my head. Uh, we call it like like the Jin Steyr, and then we call it like the Arcana Ar- Arcana Laboratorium or some shit. Some like funny weird wizard name. What's the Latin word for? Let us see. Because I'm thinking like something along the lines of like mar- the Mountain Arcanum or Arcanium or whatever the word that you just said that starts with the, the Mons Arcanium. Uh, Mons. Mons yeah. That's cool. I like that. Mons. Mons Arcanium? Mons yeah, we'll call it that. Cool. M O N Z? S. No. Mons. Okay. A couple other little notes I have. Um, should we come up with any like notable rangers or notable researchers or something uh, just for the sake of plot hooks? So I feel like. There was probably some wizard who had initially came up with the idea for the chimeras uh, and was like the first one to yeah. create one, you know? Yeah, the one that was a little crazy. Yeah, a little bit out there. So what school of magic do you think he would have practiced? Necromancy or transmutation? Maybe both. Or could, could we say that he kind of dabbled in both, which has allowed him to create the first one by himself, yeah. and then he brought in groups of transmuters and necromancers to kind of finalize everything so what if you know in like college and stuff how people like change their major and shit uh what if this guy was somebody like that maybe started (laughs) off as like a a transmutation wizard went through a little bit of time doing some research realized it wasn't really his thing switched over to necromancy which then led him to use his transmutation background plus the newfound necromancy tools uh to make something really fucked up I really yeah. like that. So, so, so either that, or you flip it the other way around. That he that basically started out as a necromancer, but that's not that's kind of frowned upon, um, and not really all that welcome. So he switched to transmutation to try and kind of like, be like, hey, I'm not a necromancer. I do transmutation type of thing, and then he used both. I liked your idea better though. Transmutation and necromancer. Okay. Yeah. Because that, that, that sounds more fluid of, like, changing their... Uh, well, okay, so... It, it, 
I'm, I'm gonna make some, yellow, the other way has like legal implications. I'm gonna make fun of some people here. Uh, that's kind of like okay. like transmutation. Kind of feels like the typical wizardy type thing. It's just like, oh, I turned lead to gold. Transmutation. Whoa. So that's almost like the business majors, right? And then they're just like, oh shit, you know, that's really boring. Everybody's doing that. That's not very interesting. I want to do something like weird and edgy. Are those the comps? Uh, so they switched in. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, so, so they're like, I'm going to go do something like weird and edgy and really push the limits. So he was like, I'm going to do necromancy because that's the most wacky thing I can think of. No, I like yeah. that. You know, one thing led to another and, you know, he ends up making a whole new school of magic. So, <laughs> chimeromancy. No, I, I actually, I really like that, chimeromancy. Trans, tra, tra, never mind. It sounded good in my head and then I was about to pronounce it. Chi, chi mutation magic. Chimutation. Cool. Um, so okay, Tyler, I really like that. Uh, Chimeromancy specializes in chimutation. So like, chimutation is like the process, uh, and then chimeromancy is like the school. Does that, I like that. What's that guy's name? Um, he be a dwarf. Be whatever the fuck we want him to be. He be a dwarf. Um. Oh, maybe he was a dwarf who was sent to the school by, like, his uh, lord or something. He's like, Oi, lad, you gotta learn transmutation so you can make me a lot of gold. And he's like, no, fuck you, I'm gonna be a necromancer. Mm-hmm. I love it. Cool. Glad I could help. So, go to uh, Fantasy Name Generator. Rio. Love you guys. Fantasy Name Generator. Great site. Uh, so I looked up some fantasy, fantasy Name Generator dwarf names. Do they involve eating rocks? Yeah, uh, dwarves eat rocks. Putting that on the wiki. Rangers suck. Rangers suck. Putting that on the wiki. But not our new <sighs> subclass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tyler, I'm sorry. Duragred. Do you guys like Duragred? Sure. It's kind of close to Durgur. Yeah, sure. yeah Durgar, which are the dark dwarves. Do we not like that? No, nobody likes dark dwarves. <laughs> Yo, this one's name is Naked. N a k k e d. Lurgic bone shaper. Bone shaper. Lurgic bone shaper. Yeah, that sounds like a weird fucked up name. I think we should go with that. Lurgic. Sure. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. Yeah, what's his first name again? Lurgic. Lurgic. L u r. Yeah, that's. L u r g a e c k. Yeah, that sounds like the name of a kid who got made fun of. Roll it. All right. And then bone shaper. That sounds like like a funny like like that's the nick. That's what they used shaper. to call me in college type nickname. Yeah, he changed his legal name to bone shaper. Yeah, I think that's funny. I like it. All right, Lurgic. Um, okay, shaper. so I'm imagining this so guy isn't necessarily evil. He just like is real out there and has no concept of like ethics, but he's not necessarily a bad guy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, as most good researchers are. Morally questionable. <laughs> he just has a, a a bit of a crazy to him, yeah. that, or a sociopath sociopathy that led him to fucking putting different pieces of animals together and then resurrecting them. All right. So let's actually talk a bit more about that, like the Khmer process. So whenever the life is breathed into the actual creature itself, um, it has a soul at that point. Because it's living, it's a little, it's slightly sentient. 
what is the basis of that soul? Is the is the um, chimeromancer creating a soul out of thin air? Is it pulling one of the souls that was once part of the body? Um, or is are they fragmenting a piece of themselves and putting a piece of their own soul into their initial creature whenever now this is just the initial creature once they're getting start getting grown in the vats that's different because uh, they those would go through the natural kind of process of birth i guess and kind of like creating a creature because they go they, they're in the vat they start from the embryonic state and they go from there but whenever they're actually breathing life into like the sewn together pieces where is that soul coming from so i like two of those ideas um the kind of putting a little bit of your own soul into it um, I think that sounds kind of neat. Yeah, uh, and every time you create a new one, you have to sacrifice a bit more of yourself. Yeah, and that would that will make it so that the wizard that's creating those chimeras have a closer bond to the ones that they're actually like summoning and creating because there is a piece of them in there versus the ones that are just getting grown in a vat. There's no actual like soul connection. Mm-hmm. And then potential bad guy idea: uh, if they ended up making too many, perhaps they're losing part of their own soul, uh, and that starts to, like fuck them up a bit. What if, what if they end up making a chimera and making it their uh, phylactery? Oh. Yeah, it's like too close to themselves or something. <laughs> um, so what was the other? You said you liked two of those. I, I guess the other one was, was kind of like one? a spinoff of one of those. Um, but like, what if okay. they had to use like like a, a living sacrifice or something? So like one of the animals that they were performing the ritual on had to still be alive, and that's kind of what like the resulting chimera's soul was based off of. Okay. Interesting. I, 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 I like both of those. I, I think I, I think both think of them could we work. could either do it's like a hybrid. Yeah, we could either do one yeah, we could either do one, the other, both, or do a hybrid where so like if there's none of the creatures pieces are living, then you have to imbue a piece of your soul into it. If um one of the creatures are living, then you don't have to imbue any piece of your soul into it, type of thing. Yeah, there you go. I mean, or maybe, or or maybe you still have to put some of your soul into it, but not as much as the one that you have to like literally create life. Yeah, I mean this this is an emerging field. I, I think it's totally feasible that there's multiple ways to do it. Okay, so so yeah, I, I like the idea of from scratch. You gotta imbue, you gotta imbue a large portion, a larger, not large, but a larger portion of your soul. Whereas if at least one of the components are still alive then that's a smaller piece of your soul you have to put into it. Cool. I like that. I really like that, actually. Because um, then that gets into the interesting realm whenever you start getting into the human chimeras. Because then you could, then you now have those two souls that are kind of combating combating each other and fighting for the, like, control and the sentience. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But all, all that human stuff sounds like great bad guys. Perhaps we could come up with something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, all right, cool. So, Brad, did you uh, write that Absolutely. down then? Because I know you're you're doing the lore keeping. So, cool, nice. Um, all right, I think that's it for the for talking about the wizards at least in the Chimera creation process. Because, like I said before, if we go any deeper than that, we're gonna start going to the subclass territory, which I do want to say for another episode whenever I can prep and gather information beforehand. Dude, that's gonna be such a cool subclass. You can just roll around making chimeras. It's be such a cool subclass, dude. I would love to do like either like a mini campaign or a, a campaign using these subclasses. Like Brad, you can be the dragon sure. warlock, and I'll be the fucking chimera wizard. I'll be the cleric that has yet oh. to be named. 
and Tyler can be the Chimera Ranger that I make Chimeras for. It'd be a fun time. All right. I have one more NPC <laughs> I want to talk about, about the Wizard College. Uh, not super okay. related to the Chimeras, but I feel like it, it, it's going to end up being related. Uh, I want to talk about okay. the Archmage of the College, who is like the the prime wizard here, who kind of operates the entire the, college, the... oversees the creation of all these new programs, and then we'll do some tie-ins with existing characters. So the, the so you're saying the current Archmage, not like the OG one? Yes, the current Archmage, yep. Okay, current Archmage... Um... Well, let's start with what his school of magic is. Opinions? Okay, so at the peak of his career, which is like kind of maybe where he was not too long ago, uh, he probably had like, you know, a pretty good hybrid of multiple schools. But initially, he had to focus on one probably. Yeah. I really like divination. I think it's super underexplored, and I think it makes a perfect candidate for like a high person in power overseeing the whole school. Okay. What do you, what do you guys think? Scrying everywhere. Uh, that that could work. Oh, quick question. Uh, just about the world in general. Are we allowing um, the content from Explorer's Guide to Wildmount with Dunamancy? Are we allowing that school of magic just to exist in this world? I don't know what that is. It's time magic and the space magic. So like Gravity Fisher, um, You're Dark obsessed Star, with that shit. stuff like that. No, I'm just wondering because that does that does kind of um no knowing what schools of magic are available in the world is important. So it's published by Wizards, but it is kind of, you know, somebody else's campaign setting, uh, which makes me a little bit hesitant to use it. Um I'm sure but okay. I do think we could use it, but not directly. If that makes sense. So it's like okay. we could, we could do yeah. our own time magic, but I don't want to base it off of that type of time magic. Okay. No, I, I was just wondering. So, yeah. So, so from our point of view, I mean, any DM or anyone who uses this can obviously add it if they so wish. But as of now, no Dunamancy. Gotcha. Cool. Just wanted to ask that. Um, divination. I do think that is a great uh, kind of initial class because I think that is the most like kind of overpowered like school of magic for wizards at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, so I think because if they're Archmage, they obviously have to be very powerful and very knowledgeable to get to that point. So I think divination fits. So I want this guy to be old. Um, if anything, just for the sake of lots of tie-ins to the world, lots of possible quests and relations and stuff. Uh, what's his race? So like Elvish. Either an elf or dwarf. Um, or we could do like, maybe like a mystical type race. Oh, we could have a, we can make it a door guard. Is that like a dark, dark dwarf? Yeah, it's, uh, and pray, I think it's, I think it's a normal color. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, dwarf Jurigar. Yep, I'm down for that. Yep. I think that'd be kind of cool. No, they're, they're typically from the under, under dark, I think, but I think that'd still be cool. Um, yep. In my opinion, at least. Yeah, it says they're from the under dark, um, but you know, an archmage, he could be anywhere, really. Yeah, and that could be where they got the cloaker from. Anyway. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> Tying to earlier. So, yeah, so um, Dwarf, uh, Old, uh, Divination School of Magic, and then obviously he knows tidbits of the other ones. 
Um, what's his name? Uh, let's find some dwarf names. Fantasy name generator. Let's go. <laughs> um, but no, and then I think that will be good for going into him once we have his name. Because then when we talk about the college itself and do that episode, we can go more in depth about him and about the original founders and um, the original uh, Chimeramancer and stuff like that. So. I'm, I'm doing some random name generators. I see this one. Uh, I don't actually know what the actual pronunciation is, um, but I'm going to call it uh, Yogi. Uh, Yogi. Y-L-G-Y. I like Yodroth. Yodroth? Yodroth. Yodroth. Yodroth Greymaker. Or Yodroth... Ooh, Yodroth... Yodroth Greyblood. Or can we just make it Greyblood be his last yep. name, regardless? Yep. Okay. Because that can be kind of like um, the the insult people called him. Because, um, like, he isn't, like, he's not an old dwarf. But then he kind of owns that and kind of took that on as his surface name to kind of, like, own it and kind of stick sure. it to him. Yeah, Yaldorov, Greyblood. Sounds good to me. Uh, he's a dwarf, divination. Uh, he's very old. Uh, we could say maybe he's like over 300. Three, 327. Nine. Nine. Uh, cool. Uh, specializing in divination magic, uh, all things around that. Um, he definitely wasn't originally from this city, uh, but he probably showed up in his youth uh, whenever he heard of the college being created, um, perhaps he was looking for, you know, more freedom in his research, um, and he, that he just couldn't find anywhere else. Um, additionally, uh, for saying he's maybe from the Underdark or far away or something, uh, researching on the surface, you know, could be a big appeal for him as well. No, no, no. So here's what happened. So one of the chimeras that the normal dwarves, uh, had employed kind of went out of control and kind of made his way to the Underdark and caused a lot of damage and chaos down there. So he actually came up to figure out where the fuck it came from, and that's what led him to the college. Sure. And then he started learning there. Sure. Sounds good to me. And he can, and, and because of that, we can actually have it so that he's a little bit prejudiced against the Chimeras and those who are researching them and whatnot. Sure, that sounds like a good blood hook. And... Uh, and obviously, he has to let it happen because it's government sanction. But he can kind of still be sour and salty, which can cause yeah, conflict. Mm -hmm. We love that. Mm. <laughs> so, a little bit of history cool. for this guy. Um, I think it would be really cool if. Uh, so, in a previous episode, we talked a little bit about uh, the researcher doing research on Zelakargon and his disease. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool if this guy was maybe like friends or colleagues or something with him back in the day. Uh, so if, totally. the, if the players or whatever, some other NPC was interested in learning more about that, uh, this would be one of the few people who might know a little bit about it. What if, <clears throat> what if the, uh, what if our Chimeramancer, because he was specialized originally in, um, transmutation, what if he's the wizard that was re helping research, uh, Cargon's element? I think, they, I think they should be different. Because they're, it's like two okay. different fields of research. One of them's like diseases, the other one's like chimera making. I feel like you'd be really hard pressed yeah, to have somebody doing both. 
Yeah. Plus, we already established the wizard um, researching the dragon was like wise and like benevolent. He wasn't like crazy. So, do we just want to say that this guy was friends with uh, Zelikarkon's guy? Yep. And then we can flush that guy out a bit more in the episode where we talk about the college. Can we come up with his name as well? The Zelikarkon researcher? I don't think we okay. did. No, I mean, I know we didn't. It's not on the wiki. But. So one thing we did establish, though, uh, is that he is the same family or elf clan or whatever um, as uh, Guinevere. Yeah. Um, so the last name is going to be the same as Guinevere's maiden name, mm-hmm. uh, which I also don't think we established. I don't think we did either. So let's come up with... Oh, wait. No, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, Valentha. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Wiki. Um, so... This dude's first name is all we have to come up with because his last name is going to be Valentha. Uh, we can call him like Mirin, M Y R I N. Sure. Mifis, M- or Murphis, M I I R P H Y S. Yeah. I, I like Delrock. Okay. Mirin, it is. All right. Uh, so, with his name in place, that fills in a nice bit of lore. Uh, we'll talk about more about him some other time. Uh, anything else about this archmage, though? Um, what, what is his, what's his current business looking like? Um, he, he's getting old. Um, perhaps he may be, he's either looking to step down or, you know, transferring his power to somebody else. What if he was maybe looking for, like, a, like a co-archmage for the meantime to, like, train people up? I feel like he's looking for a young, powerful wizard that may find a way to stop the Chimera thing and like stop the whole war with the mm. the avian people just to sow a bit of like plot hook conflict possibly in the future sure. yeah I think the whole sharing the goals for ending the Chimera is pretty good yeah because obviously he wouldn't want someone to succeed him who like is on Tarnish board with all work. the Chimera shit Okay, and he hasn't found that person just yet. That'd be a plot hook. Mm-hmm. And that can make him a target for the bad folk. The government. Mm-hmm. Well, are they bad? I don't know. Uh, More, the, the local government, you know, they, they're invested in the Chimera. If they figure out that somebody in charge doesn't want that research to go anywhere, you know, the government's not going to be very happy about that. You know, we know how they deal with uh, criminals. They're definitely gray. They're not, like, evil because they're not, like, creating chimeras to kill people, like, innocent people, but they're definitely not oh, yeah. innocent themselves. Sure, they, they, they'd they absolutely take this guy out if it was causing them too many problems. Right. Um, because for, in their perspective, from, from their perspective, he's looking to, you know, harm the security of the nation or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, wow, you want to get rid of the chimeras? Well, that's the only thing protecting us. If you want to get rid of our defenses, you have to be with the bad guy, you know? War on Terror, I don't know. <laughs> In Minecraft. In Minecraft, yeah. So we'll, we'll say that. We'll say that the, uh, the the city is against him on that basis. All right, uh, anything else about this guy? Any other tie-ins um, with any NPCs or anything? Uh, we kind of have one with that one we researcher. I'm sure we could come up with a bunch more later or make other guys that tie-in with this guy. He could even have, like, a faction in the government who's kind of working with him. Oh, okay. So, um, 
I would say it's fair um, that the Mage College has some sort of representation in the government. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, he obviously, as the Archmage, has some say in that. Probably not him. Definitely a representative. We'll talk about that later, actually. I don't, let's talk about that in the Mage College episode. Uh, talking a little bit more about these chimeras, what happens when the chimeras get too old and are no longer able to work? Euthanization. Sure. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Um, they're not, they're not going to have a happy ending, put it that way. Yeah. What if, what if they were able to be recycled? Ooh, that's even darker. They're recycled, but just for parts, their souls are gone. Yeah, the souls are gone, but let's say... You know, it's like, wow, you know, this guy still has a perfect pair of bat wings. Let's make a new Actually, one hold on. Wings. What if we invert that? What if the parts themselves are old and decrepit? Because that makes sense, right? Like, we get old, we we lose a lot of our physical form. But, um, like, our soul is still there. So what if it's the souls that get recycled? Which could be arguably even more fucked up. I don't know. I, I like that idea. I think I it's like pretty that. cool. But I'm, I'm not sure that will have good implications. Because then if we can just keep reusing the same souls, you know, nobody else is going to have to, like, give up their soul at some point. You know, if we have, like, a thousand chimeras, you know, as long as we don't intend to get any more, we're never going to have to harvest any more souls. Which I think might okay. go against what we, we might have wanted to do earlier. Maybe you could recycle the soul so, like, it's still there, but you have to, like, reinvigorate it or something. Ah, oh, shit. What if the chimeras never died or, grow, or never, like, truly died? Uh, because the wizards would then, you know, cut off their body parts and replace them with new ones. Yeah, like pit crew. Pit crew for chimeras. <laughs> you Holy got a flat shit, buddy, a come battle. on in. Fly on down to the local watchtower, get their wings cut off, get new wings <laughs> glued back on, and they're off. Tony, what do you think? Whenever, whenever the chimeras kind of get too old, um, maybe they're starting, you know, showing some age, they're damaged too much. What do they do with them? Well, obviously they would heal, like, normally, like normal creatures. Yeah, would. but sometimes so, like, they're a little bit If they get damaged... Yeah, so if they get beyond that... Um, I, I, I agree with all your points. I feel like they would... So one thing that could happen is researchers can try and reuse the bodies to create new chimeras, because, like, originally they're just making creatures out of... They're making chimeras out of just other creatures. What happens if they try to make chimeras out of chimeras? So I feel like that's something that can be explored upon by some of the researchers. Yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of uh, BA being able to reuse the body parts, um, but not necessarily the entire soul. Here, here's, here's what I'm thinking as far as the reason the body parts go. So I'm thinking that as far as the body parts themselves go, like they can create the creatures in the vats, so they don't need body parts to create chimeras that are already like they've already created and have a like the um, genome for. So it's basically going to be experimenting to try and create new chimeras, and I think they haven't. They're far from like they're just just like they're how they're far from perfecting the process of creating chimeras in general. I think they are far from the fuck. I cannot talk today. They are far from being anywhere near perfect for creating chimeras from chimeras. I think that's one thing that they're definitely trying to research into because it kind of gives them a different, a new venue. But I feel like this is one of the things that is very difficult for them. They, they just haven't cracked yet. 
Okay, yeah. So they could use them for further research. Yep, they're using them for further research, but in the process of using them for research, the parts get completely burnt out and are unusable. Like, if the if the process fails, the parts are just unusable. So sometimes, like, the more demented kind of researchers are actually hoping for more of the uh, chimeras to come their way for them to uh, experiment with. So, oh, I really like that idea. Uh, something that leads a, a potential, you know, bad guy plot hook. Um, what if there's then some, like, warmongering researchers who keep, like, maybe, like, working with the Avens or some shit uh, in an attempt to start more battles, in an attempt to kill more chimeras, in an attempt to get more chimera parts to do more research? Maybe not warmongering and working with the, with the um, Avians, but, like, antagonizing the Avians in, like sending out chimeras to attack them specifically and be like on the offensive whenever normally the city's just on the defensive these wizards are purposefully going on the offensive just to antagonize the avian so they can incite more violence sounds yeah, like, like the military industrial complex <laughs> yeah this world represents everything i hate in the world <laughs> this is just the whole world building series is one big satire for everything wrong with the world basically uh, all right cool so I, I i do like that i feel like the that about the chimeras can be left up in the air a little bit um and left a little bit to interpretation but i think so far what we should at least solidify is um that some of the researchers uh oh the, the researchers are experimenting and trying to figure out how to create chimeras using chimera parts um, the parts become burnt out whenever the, uh, an experiment fails. And that goes for any piece of any creature that they try to use for a, an experiment or a chimera creation. If it fails, that part is rendered unusable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the more demented researchers or experimenters who are hoping and trying to create their supply of damaged goods that they, that they can experiment upon. Sure. And I think the rest we can kind of leave up to the imagination mm-hmm. and leave up in the air the one thing that you guys touched on with a soul i don't know um i feel like that could be another section of um experimentation that they are also looking into because i feel like they'd be very aware that they are putting themselves at risk and like tearing away pieces of their souls to do this so i think they would also be trying to research ways to mitigate that and make it so they don't have to do that anymore so I feel like that would be another point of interest that they're researching, but also have not perfected yet. That's at least my opinion. Thoughts? Yeah, okay. Um, I, I love all that. So what if um, underneath the school of Chimeromancy, um, you had three like sub-souls or sub-schools uh, that focused on three different parts, the mind, the body, and the soul of the Chimeras, where you have like... Like, the mind kind of, like, tries to affect, like, their behavior, you know, like, uh, you know, after birth, before giving them to the guards, they try to do, like, some, like, conditioning on them. Uh, they try to, like, make sure that whenever they're created, they're, like, a predisposition to work well with people. Uh, you kind of have the body uh, part of it, which focuses specifically on, like, the parts, you know, gathering new creatures, putting them all together, stitching them up, doing the rituals and shit. Uh, as w- researching how to imbue uh, immunities into them, yeah, and like such as like charm immunities and other things yeah, like trying that, trying to like augment them, yeah. And then you have the soul, which is all about you know giving them life, empowering them, 
Um, and then, as we said, trying to conserve the soil after they die uh, to make that process yeah. a little bit less less costly. I think that's yeah. really cool. And, and, and like I and like I said, the soul cost only comes in when they're creating the first one. It from scratch. Once once they have the genome, it's 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 fine because they're they're going through like the the what is it the dolly sheep thing where they created a creature they they cloned a creature. They're pretty much cloning these chimeras, so they don't really have to worry about that soul aspect anymore because it's taking more of a natural yeah. route. But no, I, I do like those three kind of like focuses, and then those and like each of them kind of like you said have their own individual. Um, expertise and like I think th there's also kind of two more subcategories kind of so you have the production which is the growing in the vats and stuff like that and then you have the experimentation which is kind of especially what the soul ones would be focused on yeah that makes sense so there's like five sub schools uh, kind of five sub schools um, like they, they overlap like they all oh, yeah. the they, they, they definitely overlap, but like it's more of the, the, the sub schools, but it's also part of the process. You just have the experimentation and the production, and then those two overlap with the, those other things. Absolutely. In different ways, but they don't overlap with each uh, other. Well, uh, they like touch each uh, other. Kind yeah. of. Yeah, they, 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 they just, they, they're tangent to each yeah. other. So. God, I never thought <laughs> use a math term. Yeah, I, I love the shit out of that idea of the five different sub schools. Um, Something that we're kind of glossing over. Uh, so we're really focusing on like the initial creation and experimentation with new chimeras. We're kind of glossing over like the actual production and mass mass production of these things. Um, so, yeah, I kind of just keep mentioning VAT and then just moving on. Yeah, I think we could talk maybe a little bit more about that. Um, okay, so I, I mean, I love the idea of the VATs. I think that's really cool. Uh, they kind of take some like the quote stem cells quote or some samples from an existing chimera uh, and they're able to kind of like grow and nurture that thing uh, until it becomes like a full grown, you know, adult chimera. Yeah. So I feel like this is probably really hard, um, you know, trying to create like a, a brand new creature from like some like baseline samples. Uh, and, and this was probably maybe, uh, I don't want to say it was like the hardest part of this whole chimera process. Uh, but it was probably like the second hardest part. Uh, logistically, it's it was probably the, the most. Ex it, it's it's the most expensive part, in my opinion, too. Because like, sure, you're you're gonna incur like spell costs and stuff like that during the experimentation and like the ritual casts and all that stuff. But when it comes to the like mass production of these things, that's gonna be expensive because all the materials to actually create the laboratories. Um, and all the materials that you need to create these things from scratch, like the, the, uh, liquid that they're kind of, um, soaking, growing mm -hmm. in, um, and all that stuff, it's going to be very expensive. Yeah. It's probably also a little bit dangerous too. Um, maybe whenever they were trying to clone the first couple or so, uh, it was really hard for them to kind of like keep these things in control, uh, as, as they started to get closer to the, um, like birth stage, um, maybe they got strong enough that they could, you know, break out of the vat, uh, you know, like stunting the development process, uh, leaving them not fully developed, possibly angry, violent, dangerous. Uh, so, was, you know. and there's like, there's just like this underground like cavern or like dungeon where all those rejects are just kept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps, perhaps they try not to, to kill happen. the rejects because they need to do more experiment on them, experimenting on them, right? 
like, wow, they have like a living specimen of an incomplete form. You know, that's, that's kind of a big deal. Um, if, if I were to say like, like, like a fetus or something like that, uh, like, heck, yeah. they could do experiments on that and you'll see if they could maybe like do stuff. And that is probably even more like, that's probably one of the more sketchy parts of this. Um, not well, that it's yeah. like, well, that, 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 not that it's as taboo as like human experimentation, uh, but it's definitely but a little bit more there, questionable. Though. Like it's, it's definitely running at least parallel with, uh, um, what's it called? The human experimentation. But yeah, no, I really so, like So those. I feel like with some of that experimenting on like the reject ones, um, it, 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 it's probably somewhere between like animal abuse and like like torture. Oh, this is the, just the entire process <laughs> of the Khmer Mancy is just screaming animal abuse, especially with living creatures. We're doing you're doing uh, these rituals on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fucked up <laughs> if you think about it. Like at least like the getting pieces kind of shipped in. It's like oh, this is like pieces that the reject pieces from like hunters or stuff like that like it, you can at least somewhat justify those like hey this was roadkill mm-hmm. but experimenting on a live creature is kind of that like it's getting in kind of that really like dark um not too savory place so i, I definitely think that these chimeramancers are definitely frowned upon much like necromancers are mm-hmm. in a way. i feel like they're kind of going to be held to the same kind of um standard when it comes to the public sure. and the yeah the public uh, kind of view on them government wise they love them they're creating a uh, army for them that they don't have to train as hard or feed as much or worry about insurrections as much so like the government loves them from a public standpoint it's a little less savory mm-hmm. or a little less favorable i hate using the word savory because it's like Yummy. you use that for food and like you don't want to eat one of these fuckers. <laughs> so I feel like um, in the college, they probably have some sort of like ethical advisory board or something. You know, maybe they're a little bit questionable, uh, but they definitely have a little bit of say. Like they're just like, yo, chimera guys, don't fuck with humans. You know, that's kind of like their ethical guidelines. And you have the guys going and do it in any way. Yeah. And, and, and if they do that, they're probably like rejected by the school. Um, and they probably have to yeah. go. Pre- if, they so, get caught. if they get caught, of course. Yeah. Um, and then, and then another thing, like, like necromancy isn't always bad. Uh, there are absolutely good forms of necromancy. Um, like gentle repose is a spell that's a necromancy, and that's probably generally pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, all the resurrection spells are necromancy, but they're not necessarily bad. Um, spare the dying, that's a good spell. That's what healers take, you know? So necromancy isn't bad, always. People use it bad, but it could absolutely be used effectively. Um, so, I mean, there's obviously some rules around that as well. Yeah. Hey, I kind of want to create a god. Oh, yeah? Like a oh. god of chimeras. Well, remember, how we left it pretty open-ended with gods. You can just kind of weld them into existence. It'd be really difficult to have a god about something that doesn't happen naturally because then the the very first instance of it happening would be whenever people make it. You know what I mean? But that's what it is. That's what we said. We said anybody could really make a god if you get enough people believing in it. Got it. I feel like there's 
it's not it's not a non-zero ch- it's a non hmm, I, I i can't speak today a non non-zero chance yeah so i think i don't think it's like there's no way a chimera can ever happen in like the world by accident i feel like if wild, some wild magic could occur i think it could happen but it's very rare i think it's like like it's point zero 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 one percent of all chimeras are but, naturally made i mean back back whenever we defined what a chimera is we said that they are explicitly created by a ritual or grown yeah we, we, we didn't leave anything up in the air for like well, some like of them are natural. Magic. Well, we didn't I thought, even leave that up to chance. I thought we said they were magically created. I didn't know if we specified that they were ritually or grown. Uh, I wrote down, you know, ritually or grown. Okay. I mean, nope. I guess, I guess if they were created out in the wild magically, I guess they could exist. Uh, but they're not like just born by off chance. You know? Oh no, yeah. no, they're not just born by off chance. It's just there's it, it, magic involved. It can't happen. By accident. I just realized that we have a little bit of parallel going on here because we talked about with the with with the gods and with like the power, like the power that the gods imbued into people. So like for paladins or clerics, we actually talked about how um, whenever people would pray to a god, there would actually be sacrificing a little slightly bit of their life force into it, so that whenever those uh, holy casters would cast magic is actually pulling on that life force that pool of life force to actually cast their magic and we're kind of like mirroring that here with the chimeras and putting a piece of your soul into it to create life anyway <laughs> sorry I just realized that parallel um, that's, a, that's actually a really interesting parallel um, perhaps like we could explore a little bit of that like in the game world you know yeah like some like neutral philosopher comes by and it's like, what's the difference between gods and magic? Like some atheist or some shit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but do I mean, do we want to make like a chimera god? Um, we well, if people believe in it, then it, if yeah. Pe- it, well, because the people would know the people in this city at least would know that they're being magically created. But people yeah, in okay, other so when cities, I say chimera god, I mean something along the lines of like, yo, you know, I'm gonna like. Like, pray for these Chimera or whatever. Pray for, like, the Chimera riders. Uh, pray for, like, the creators and shit. You know, try to... Kind of, kind of more like, um, instead of a god, more like a patron saint. Like, you have the patron saint of um, iron workers and Catholicism. And t- that type of thing, where you would pray to that patron saint for iron workers. And so, like, it'd be more of, like, praying to the patron god of Chimeras type of thing. Yeah, and like the people of the city worship this stuff because the chimeras are like their protectors. You know, if it wasn't for them, they'd get killed by the Avens. No, I, I would, I would totally get down um, with that. It's more of like not a god of chimeras, but a god that, um, from the people's point of view, watches over and protects any the chimeras and anyone associated with them. Sure. Yeah, I'm down for that. No, yeah, I'm I'm down for that too. All right. So let's talk a little bit about that. So patron saint of chimeras, people who worship are the, you know, the, the rangers uh, who work with the chimeras. The general townsfolk. The townsfolk who get protected. Not uh, the wizards. The wizards don't give a shit about the god. <laughs> yeah, the, the wizards probably don't care. Um, maybe some of the other people who, like, use the chimeras, some of, like, those utility ones. Uh, the, the, the tradespeople, you know. 
They're like, wow, you know, thanks, Chimeras, for letting us do our business better. Yeah. Chimera, or the Chimeras are going to be looked at like Pokemon. Yeah. Great, we're going to have a PETA on our ass now, Tyler. So if we were able to maybe describe what the collective mind's eye of this Chimera god looks like, what might it look like? What is like the like the, the, the penultimate Chimera? What is everybody kind of like describing when they think of this? I'm thinking of like a wild mountain man with like this big kind of like messy bushy beard and then the rest of himself like he has kind of like a human torso and then like the rest of him is just like different parts of animals. Yes, each limb is a different animal part. Well, like, but like the torso he, and head is a human. The, the torso, head, and arms, but then like he has like octopus legs, and then like bat wings, and then like I don't know, just a bunch of random shit. Wouldn't it just be a centaur? <laughs> an I mean, octopus legs, bat wings. Um, you know, Wait, did head, we ever talk about horns. the turtle spider? <gasps> no, we'll talk about that next. No, we'll oh. that next. no, 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 no. We this is gonna be our finale for this episode. It's gotta be. The, the spider spider turtle? The spider turtle. Yeah, we can finish that after this god real quick. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to give him rabbit ears. Yeah. Can you yeah. give him rabbit ears? Um, no, fuck off. They don't need rabbit ears. Yeah, we get what? Cool. It's whack. Why do you have octopus legs? Who? Oh, 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 the god. Oh, my god. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, instead of rabbit ears. Oh, you're talking ears, about the god. Okay. Instead of rabbit ears, can we do hair ears? Because they're a bit more pointy. Oh, sure, yeah. Okay. Isn't that like. Rabbit, rabbits thing? and hares are two different things. Um, well, so I'm actually hold on. Hares are bigger. Yeah, hares are bigger. Snake eyes. Snake eyes. Um, okay, yeah, hares are bigger. And then what kind of tail? And then we leave it at that. Like a, a, a manticore's tail. Scorpion tail. We want to do scorpion. Scorpion tail, yeah. And obviously this guy doesn't exist. He's a god. He doesn't ever exist in the real world. He doesn't really put down avatars. He just kind of like... Is able to cast spells on behalf of other people based off of people's like willpower and shit. This is the image uh, that the that the people have Santa for Claus. him. Perhaps one of his big interactions in the world uh, is to do stuff like buffing chimeras when they're fighting to you know continue to make the people believe in the capability of the chimeras. Is this gonna be Larry's uh, cleric class? Dude, I've been thinking about chimera cleric for a while now. So like, <laughs> oh. interesting. So so the gods don't like exist whether or not people like so that that that, pre- that brings up like an interesting point of like of like a god is going to bestow power to keep people believing him so he stays powerful yup kind of it's a, um it's a pyramid scheme yeah. <laughs> um, so 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 the the god doesn't have free will yeah. uh the god kind of acts on behalf of the collective unconscious of his worshipers so this god isn't making the active decision to aid the chimeras. Uh, the collective supporters of this god are kind of like channeling this god in hopes that he protects the, um, the chimeras. And, and, and so, like, the, so buff, I, I know... the buff that the chimeras get in battle, it's getting drawn from the life force of the people who are praying for the specific god. That, that's kind of what we determined. It's not, it's not like a significant amount of life force. Like, it's not like you noticeably, if you pray for a god, your, like, life expense goes down by five years. It's, like, it's, it's negligible, but still just kind of yeah, there. It's, it, it's borderline a flavor thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. if we want to make it a plot hook, I'm sure we could figure something out. But, yeah, so that's, that's kind of cool. Now, we could probably leave it at that. 
um, and then work that in as like a plot hook or something later. So Larry. Oh, spider turtle. You want to talk about spider. something? Oh, that's all Tyler. Spider oh, Tyler. fucking turtles. Spider dude. turtle. I'm talking the size of like I'm talking like like the size of like like a great tortoise, uh, like like oh, one of like like the old like great tortoises that we have on Earth. Like a great but tortoise like, or one of the giant spiders from uh, Harry Potter. Well, are, are, I I think these are the, I think these are supposed to be the stealthy. Aren't these supposed to be like the stealthy creatures? No, these are gonna be like the tanks. I think oh, these are be the tanks. Yeah, I'm just imagining. We don't really like, have a tank yet. Other than a centipede, but that's like a or a or no, or, uh, he's a utility. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, these guys would definitely be like like troop carrier kind of thing. Like, well, that's got to be bigger than a hare. It's got to be, or it's got to be bigger than a than a giant turtle, like tortoise. Okay, so it's like a giant spider then. Yeah, we're thinking like a giant spider, dude, but, in a bunch giant of little chimeras. A bunch giant. of little chimeras jump off of them. Yeah. yeah Aircraft carrier. It's going to be a fucking giant spider with a tortoise shell. Yeah. That, that, that's that's, that's, that's literally it. Is it going to have a terrifying. spider head or is it going to have a turtle head with spider eyes? It doesn't have a head. <laughs> no, I think, it's I think a, it's a daddy long legger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so sick. There's that's, just, like a, there's just uh, a single eye on the shell itself. Uh, uh. And then it just oh yeah the the turtle shell a single eye on it like Daddy Longlegers do what, have what would the single just, eye come from? It's just like spider, in the shell Daddy itself. Daddy Longlegers spiders. It's close enough. It's close enough. They're not. No, they're totally not a spider. Fuck. No. But anyway, actually, they're, they're technically one of the most poisonous. Uh, they are the most poisonous insect on Earth. It's just that their fangs are too weak to puncture our skin, so we're not affected by it. <laughs> I think that's what I was told growing up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That might be a myth, but I was told the same thing. So, did All we right. settle spider on the turtle. spider turtle with the eye, or were you just yeah, one eye on the forehead like a daddy long leg? No, no, not even on the forehead, just Why on like the front of the shell. Okay, okay sorry, the forehead there... of the shell. Yeah, yeah. I don't know a better way to describe that. No, that 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 works out fine. I can draw that later if you want me to. Yes, please do. I'm just imagining like. The like the flying chimeras carrying them by their shell, and then like though the the turtle Dole like the turtle spider chimeras like holding a bunch of shit in with its legs, and then they just drop all this shit out of the legs on top of things or they fly over them, and then the the flying chimeras will just drop the spider turtles around to like do shit. Yeah. So you know this how is like, turning uh, into like a Lovecraft novel. I love it. <laughs> You know, you know how turtles have, like, the shell on their up, on their, like, back, and then they also have one under their belly a little bit? And then they kind of kind of retract their arms, legs, and head in? Uh, the spider does that, right? It has, like, the, the top shell, bottom shell, and then eight holes around the outside, and the only thing that comes out is, like, its legs, and yeah. then the eyes kind of, like, expose through the shell. Uh, so whenever it's, like, airdropped like that, it just retracts its legs into the shell, uh, and it is, like, immune to fall damage or whatever, you know? I, I would say it probably has a way to protect its eye, too. And I would say the eye is probably its, like, single kind of, like, weak point. Yeah, so when it's open, if it closes, what if, like, the eyelid was also made out of, like, shell? Yes. So if it, if it closed its eye and, like, blinded itself, it would be, you know, it wouldn't have any, like, exposed weak points. But we don't give it blind sense, so whenever it closes its nope. eye to protect itself, it, it's it fucking takes, blind. It's fucking blind. 
So this whole time, as soon as we mentioned the spider turtle dropping, I couldn't get out of my head the battle of Geonosis, but instead of clones, it's just a bunch of chimeras. <laughs> I don't know, that's really funny to me. Um, what if like what if like the spider legs themselves aren't like like the, the spindly like kind of weak looking legs like the legs themselves are kind of also like slightly armored, so that like They're the thick. only weak the only weak point on the um, spider is on the chimera is its eye. Yeah, I'd say the legs are pretty like big thick car parts type stuff. Yeah, not I mean not the only because like it's definitely gonna be like car parts. It's, it's gonna be resistant to slashing and piercing, but weak to bludgeoning. But then if someone does, like, a targeted attack at its eye, then, like, you take the, yeah. um... Well, it the, does less armor or whatever, yeah. Yeah, well, you take the disadvantage to your, uh... Well, because if because in 5e, if you do targeted attacks, I believe That's you, not a thing in 5e. It's not, oh, it's not a thing in 5e? Okay, it, that might be uh, something that it, I... It, 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 yeah, it, I mean, I'm pretty sure it could be considered, like, an alternative role if, like, a DM yeah. was to include it. You can just make it as part of an ability of the spider yeah. or whatever. yeah. Like, um, vampires have, like, sunlight sensitivity. We could have, like, eye sensitivity. Cool. No, I like that. And, like, have the have the eye itself have a slightly higher DC, but it does double the damage because you kind of have to, like, perf- perfectly hit it instead of, you're just, instead of just trying to hit the entire body, you're trying to hit a specific part, so that'd be a bit more difficult, I feel like. We, we can work out stats some other time. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that later. All right, guys, I think that's where we're going to end it for today. Thanks for joining us. Um, we had a lot of fun talking about these chimeras. Uh, they uh, definitely are pretty interesting and pretty damn dark. Um, thanks again for joining us. Please make sure to check out the Twitter, um, at Dudes and Drinks. Our Discord is also there. Feel free to join us. Um, we uh, post a little bit of uh, spoilers of upcoming episodes on there. You can talk with us. We have discussions about D&D. Um, and you can just outright criticize us there, too, if you want. Um, but make sure, again, check out the Twitter. It's at Dudes and Drinks. Our Discord is on there. And you can also send us an email at dudesanddrinks at gmail.com. Uh, see you guys later. <laughs>